Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Chenko, with Ruben Torres, and we are Hi. live. Oh, Well, once again, hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. And if you think you're on the wrong radio station, well, you're not. We decided to change our opening song and give it a little pizzazz. Right, Ruben? <laughs> that was great. I loved it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I noticed people clicking on and, and dialing in and then hanging up over here. So they're probably saying, is this the right radio station? Yes, it is, ah. folks. Um, 646 915 8117 is the call in. That's 646-915-8117. So please come back to us. And um, folks, we have a a great show for you tonight. Well, every night is a a great show with us. And um, tonight we're going to be bringing up a couple of issues. Um, First, again, we're going to, well, actually we're going to be talking about Obamacore. And Ruben's got me interested in saying that name, Obamacore. Uh, we're going to be specifically talking about the science end of it and and why that's important for parents to know. And um, But before we get to that, I want to mention a few things. Don't forget to go to our sponsor, studentsforbetterfuture.com, and make a donation. It's right there on the webpage. Uh, and oh, I also have to mention this Thursday, if anybody can get down, Kane University Newark is having a um, lecture on the Armenian Genocide, and our TV station is covering it. Um, it's not uh, very well covered in the public schools, so we want to bring this out a little bit. Um, and that's at 6 p.m. in the Little Theater of. Kane University of North New Jersey. Um, so please make a point to go there. And if you can't, we're going to be airing it uh, sometime in May. I don't have the date yet, but I will put it out. Um, and we can use it as an educational thing for your students. Um, but And then I also want to talk about, uh, we're also covering a lot on the human trafficking. And um, I want to bring up this New Jersey case that happened. Uh, um, about six days ago, uh, a girl was rescued, and five were charged as uh, the North New- North Jersey Human Trafficking Prosecution Ring was shattered, um, and it's been dismantled by an investigation launched last year after South Hackensack Police found a runaway 16-year-old girl allegedly who was forced to work as a prostitute as a Route 46. Uh, at a Route 46 hotel, and um, she was allegedly threatened at least one time with violence to keep her in line and had been driven to hotels in South Hackensack, Clifton, and elsewhere across the region. And um, uh, the prostitution ring, it was the prostitution ring actually advertised on the Internet. 
And um, authorities had said the girl and two adults were taken into custody at a South Hackensack Hotel October 1st, which then triggered a larger investigation that led to a state grand jury indicting five people on Friday on first-degree charges of human trafficking and promoting the prostitution of a child along with other related offenses. So, folks, I I wanted to bring this to you because many times on my commentary and pages, uh, many of you ha- have seemed to disbelieve in, in this thing that human trafficking does not occur in the United States. And Ruben, you're private. Um, so now you know we have a, a ring here in New Jersey. And what say you? Because I know you've done a lot of work on this. Not on this particular well, case, but in human trafficking. Well, the... Uh... The, the issue of human trafficking, um, we have to start by securing the border. I mean, uh, and, and basically our our customs, uh, our border patrol, they need a lot more help in, in basically securing the border because uh, a lot of this trafficking is either by sea or by crossing from either Canada into the U.S. or Mexico uh, until we get the government, local, state, and federal, united against the fight against uh, human trafficking, we will continue on this path. Now, I find, you know, um, and in this particular case, there were women charged, okay? And I want to make the point that, uh, again, uh, a lot of people seem to think that human trafficking is a one-way thing, the male being the predator and the female being the prey. It is not the case when you deal with this um, because anybody can be the the predator because those want to make money and they want to exploit others. And in this case, we had three women who were indicted. Right. So, um, yeah. So so I want to try to dispel the myth that it's it's a one-way ticket when it's not because anybody can be trafficked. Right, Ruben? Anyone, anyone. Uh, it's, it's big money. It's, a, it's grown to, a, to become a billion-dollar business. And um, here's my take on, on this case. Uh, not only was the girl the 16-year-old girl victim, um, I find that um, in this case, those who were charged, they were also a victim because in in our society, um, this stuff seems to be permissible. You know, as we seem very, very lax on our, um, I guess, our morality or, or morals, is that the, the better like a term? And, and they might, might have thought, because this stuff, the bad stuff is all over the Internet, they might have thought that it was okay to, to do, you know? Right. So, um, and we do have our guest on the line here. Um, Matt, do you want to comment? Matt, did we lose you? Uh, hold on, I think I, I lost him. Um, okay, H- hold on one second. Oh. Uh, hi, Matt, did we lose you? 
Uh, I, I've been hearing you, so I. Okay. Do you hear me? Um, yes, we can hear you now. Somehow, Ivan, we just lost you. But anyhow, um, my, my point to you on, on this case, um, I don't know if you caught it, but I have, in this particular New Jersey case, I have labeled not only the girl, the 16-year-old girl, the victim, but I've also labeled the perpetrators as victims because our society has seemed to be very lax on the morals and, you know, and, and we might be sending an unintentional message to our, our youngsters saying that this type of stuff is permissible. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of judge the perpetrators until they're, you know, already judged and, you know, you know their story and stuff. But uh, I, I think that one of the big problems is the difference between law and uh, crime. And what I mean by that is that it doesn't matter if America puts this law in the books or not. Um, evil happens, and evil's everywhere. And, you know, there are people, you know, in free times who can be stuck in slavery and prostitution and, and getting beaten and kidnapped and murdered and all these different things. Um, and so... You know, the whole point of the law is to try to deter that, but there's always going to be evil uh, prevalent. And so, you know, when we're looking at this stuff, we can't think, well, I don't feel like there is, or, you know, the, it's not popular to do it, so it's not around <laughs> or something. You know, I, I think that's that's one of the big things is that, you know, we can't be naive and think that, Everything's going to be fine. We have to be vigilant about evil. Yeah, and right. Matt, is it you're a preacher, right, Matt? Yeah, I, I, I'm an ordained uh, minister, and um, I preach wherever I can go and stuff. I, I'm starting to do a ministry dealing with uh, the subject of apologetics and creation and science, and uh, going out and evangelizing and things of that nature. Uh, I haven't fully gotten out there on a professional level, but, you know, when you're in ministry, that's the last of uh, your concerns is whether or not you get paid. It's whether or not you reach somebody, that, that's the big concern. Yeah. Go ahead, Ruben. I know you want to ask. Well, Matt, how do you see, how, how do you see the, uh, where, where do you see society going today in regards to people uh, there's a there's been a tendency for people to start losing their faith, believing in 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 things, uh, the government, uh, the economy, because there's so much you know deception out there and uh, that mistrust. What what do you see? Uh, how do you see it uh, now, and how do you see it uh, from your perspective in the next ten twenty years? Well, and, you know, it's a good question because there's a lot of different levels that you can look at this at. Uh, I think in, in general as a Christian, I think about it as, um, you know, our nation is losing its faith and therefore uh, demonic entities are having more power over more people and more people are growing more evil. And the farther that we get away from God, uh, the more this is going to occur. Uh, but, you know, to get a little bit more technical with it, um, our country uh, was first established by a majority of people with a Christian worldview, 
And what happened was they decided that government was too easy to corrupt, and so they wanted a limited government. And the only way to establish a limited government was with a free society. So even the people in the United States who were not uh, Christian, uh, a lot of people who uh, may be more secular, like uh, Ben Franklin or Thomas Jefferson, uh, those guys, the more secular ones, were saying, we need more Bibles in the hands of more people in our country because we need to have a moral nation because we're not going to be controlling our culture with the government, and so we need more religious people to be responsible and take care of themselves. And, you know, the enemies of our um, nation are many, but uh, one that stands out that I think everybody, you know, accepts is the uh, the enemy called communism. Okay, and right. again, there's many different shades, but basically uh, we know that in the 1950s, uh, many of them uh, came over to our country, immigrated from Russia. They they invaded the academics first, and uh, that's how they learned about uh, the nuclear warheads and, and all that kind of stuff and took that back to the USSR. But uh, basically our academics had become um, dominated by a uh, leftist communist ideology. And so what they did was they started taking more power and more control up top. And what they do is they promise you the answer to all your problems is them. And so people would follow these different secular systems. And um, as time went on, you had big business, you had big government, and you had all these control factors. And what has happened is that since um, our president took um, his office, uh, you saw this huge swoop in taking down of a revival. And the reason is is because our people are not responsible anymore, so they're not independent anymore. And since they're right. not independent anymore, they're easier to control. And that's why you can control the culture now from the top. You, you kind of think about, um, you know, uh, everybody in, in every city, you see the same stores. You see people wearing the same clothes. You see the same culture, the same talking, the same accent. You see what's happening is that everyone is joining into a tyranny, and they're slowly losing their freedom mm-hmm. and giving more power over. And so since they're doing that, then, um, you know, everything is about politics because if we don't, then all of a sudden we have a tyranny. And that that's really the crunch that's happening is that we gave up on God and so now the idols are taking us over. We're in the middle of Babel and we're waiting for Nimrod to speak in biblical. Right. And um, tonight um, we do want to get into talking about the uh, Common Core, particularly the the science standards, which um, is dubbed the next generation science. Um, And I took this quote directly from their website. Um, It says, um, the majority shifts science education by integrating life, physical, and earth science with engineering and technology. The new science standards emphasize scientific practices, including asking questions, constructing models, planning investigations, analyzing data using math, forming explanations, evidence-based argument, and communication. And it says all the new science standards also incorporate cross-cutting concepts like patterns, cause and effect, scale, proportion, systems, system models, and whatnot. 
So, um, Matt, and I want to ask you from just reading that from the website, it sounds like this particular program is fine and dandy, right? Yeah. Or or no. I mean, it sounds that way. Yeah, I'll tell you like um, this. It's a very sophisticated uh, format, but you have to know what sophistry and sophistication mean. And what that means is that they are not intellectual. They just look intellectual. They have a very good vocabulary that sells you a lot of goods, but actually those goods are not so good. You know, it's just like when you're watching a commercial and you see the ultimate Juicy Big Mac, right? And you see this perfect yeah. Big Mac. And when you buy it at uh, McDonald's, all of a sudden it's kind of shriveled and not so good, not so juicy and kind of moldy. You know, the, the thing is is that the uh, what's inside the package is very problematic. Um, in the basics, now I, I, don't, I didn't prepare to kind of give a full sem- demonstration of like the basics. But, you know, there is the same one-size-fits-all approach, and one-size-fits-all cuts down on a lot of different things to learn. Um, as far as, like, um, you know, now one, one issue that go in, goes with science is the uh, math, and they no longer teach calculus, for instance. So all of a sudden your students are guaranteed not to take calculus. But uh, all, there are little scientific laws. One of them is called Olin's Law, or the gas laws. And these are basic uh, scientific laws for helping people to understand stuff like that. And that particular law will kind of deal with the bigger issue, which is when science stops dealing with practical science but deals with issues that are ideological in nature. In other words, they're, they're trying to make up a theme of nature that will be overarching and then give your child a specific worldview, okay? They will take the place of the church, they will take the place of the home, and they will raise your kids. And what the, and the reason why I'm saying that they're raising them is because uh, after looking at the next generation of science standards, they looked a whole lot like the last generation of science standards. You know, um, one area I've been really interested in is cosmology. And the Big Bang Theory, and also uh, evolution, uh, Darwinian evolution, all those are just the exact same that was taught in the last generation, as if no one ever discovered anything new. Now, there's three basic areas that Common Core hits ideology. Um, The two that I just mentioned is the Big Bang Theory and evolution, but also uh, we can't forget global warming. And they have, uh, there's a lot of controversy over global warming because it's being used as a way of pushing legislation. And it kind of says that the earth is just totally unstable and, you know, the government has to get involved and stop people from polluting or the earth falls apart. And what happens is that it gets into a contradiction. And that contradiction is American freedom and private property, like what we see, for instance, in the Fourth Amendment. And so the whole global warming movement undermines our constitutional freedoms because they'll say, well, you can't do that business, or you have to do this, 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 and this. You have to do what we say. And you're thinking, oh, I'm glad I have freedom to do what I want. 
No, you don't have freedom anymore. Okay, so basically that has been a big, powerful weapon. And we discovered a conspiracy involving uh, global warming um, at the Copenhagen uh, Treaty where they discovered scientists were secretly emailing each other and admitting that they needed to work as hard as they could to fudge the evidence to push this um, global legislation. They were going to make carbon bucks and make a one-world economy and things like that. Uh, And I know that's a rabbit trail, but, you know, basically a lot of ideology here, a lot of things that are supposed to be called science but actually affecting your child's worldview and what they grow up with. Wow. Um, Global warming, uh, Matt, is the same thing as climate change, right? It's just the play on words? Yeah, basically. I mean, um, well, what what they want to do is they want to cover the bases because we've been experiencing some of the coldest winters that we've had in years. And, you know, everybody's thinking, hey, this is really, really stupid. Why are we saying that the whole earth is getting warmer? And they say, well, no, it's climate change, but... Um, there's a problem with that. It, climate has always changed. We call it seasons. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that's all it's been here. But um, I, I will say that, like, um, I'm not against the idea of, like, well, maybe things are getting bad. But, you know, um, it could be that maybe things are scientifically chaotic and theologically due to our spiritual uh, activities of the culture, okay? Now, obviously, I'm not going to sell the uh, public schools on that one, but uh, the chaos is more accurate than, you know, climate change as if, you know, as if man's involved with it. You know, the, the um, I hate to be crude, but, you know, there's more pollution coming from cow farts today than there is from factories and industry and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, they've actually, that's affecting our climate more than our factories and technology and all those things. But um, yeah, but I guess uh, I wanted to kind of hit one topic real quick, and that is uh, um, the Big Bang Theory. That's kind of uh, a real, it's part of cosmology, and cosmology is something that is scientific, but it's also very religious. And you have to understand that because science is about what we can see. It's about the facts that are around us in the present world. And if you deal with anything in the present world, you'll deal with physics. But if you deal with something outside of what we see with evidence, if you look at something that's outside of our knowledge of what we've observed, then it's no longer physics, but metaphysics. And metaphysics is a part of religion. And you see, when we talk about the origin of the earth, um, people were not present when the earth and the universe were created. So since people were not present, uh, people can't simply speculate and say, all right, here's exactly what happened. And um, that's what we've done is we've uh, committed a logical fallacy. We talk about if you ever take logic in college and stuff like that, there are many things called logical fallacies, and one of them is called the fallacy of induction. 
And the fallacy of induction is all about when you try to base things on evidence that are not evidence, or you once you supersede your evidence, basically. Um, and that was a problem that goes back to Greek philosophy. Basically, the Greeks were the first one experimenting with atheism, and they thought, okay, what if the whole universe is one substance? And they thought about it for a while, and they thought, no, it can't be one substance. And it's like, what about two? What about three? What about four? Well, ultimately, they figured out that they didn't know, and you can't know. How are we supposed to know what's outside of this solar system or outside of this galaxy or outside of the universe? You know, we're trying to answer a question that we don't naturally know from evidence. You don't know how the universe started because you don't know what's outside the universe. You know, and so they'll stop it. They'll say it all goes back to Big Bang, and they say now we can stop. But no, you shouldn't have started to begin with. Because who was there to see the Big Bang? Who was there to see every star collapse into a little pinhole? You know, all the gravity in the universe all mashed with all the mass of the universe in the size of a single pinhole. And then even though all that gravity is going inward, that it exploded within one second to become 99% of our universe faster than the speed of light. You know, wow. That's our opening premise. And these ideas, when you put them all together, start to really affect the mind of a child growing up and maybe the minds of your viewers growing up. You know, for instance, why is it that they teach your child about uh, heliocentrism, the earth going around the sun at the age of six? Is that something that a six-year-old needs to do in their everyday life of coloring? Can the six-year-old scientifically investigate and challenge that claim? No, there's no way that a six-year-old could challenge the claim. What they did was they taught them something that they could not verify themselves. So at that point, science became something other than experimenting and critical thinking. It became experts that know something that you don't, and you have to always trust the experts. And you trust in the scientists, and they'll tell you exactly what is right and what is wrong. So then after they tell you that, then they start teaching you that animals came from the dirt, and that the dirt became animals, and that all these things happened. Well, an eight- or nine-year-old isn't really a biologist yet, but they've already, you know, gotten into believing into the basic things of the solar system that they can't verify themselves. So then they say, okay, that's fine. And then after they've been sold on um, animals, you know, coming from the ground and coming from rocks, basically, then they get to the idea that people are nothing but animals. And they say, you know what? I mean, they got hair, we got hair. Uh, why not? You know, I mean, we already believe the animals came from the ground. Maybe we did too. And so then they yeah. believe that they're animals by the time they're 11 years old. Well, now you get ready for um, puberty. And, you know, then the issues of sex come up. And guess what? You're not sexual in the way that God talks about it to where 
you are the child of God and God's image, creating a new race of people, forming a family and a heritage that will become an almighty nation. No, that's not the story of sex. The sex is that everything is an accident, and it's based off of these weird feelings that you get, and you just got to act on them, and you can do whatever you want with them because it's all about you. You know, there was an actual hit song that came out in the late 90s. It said, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Sounds very funny, but sounds very horrible as far as the logical conclusion. And that's got to be out there in the minds of a lot of people to where they start thinking, hey, there's no purpose, there's no point. So this whole sex thing is whatever instead of starting a family. Okay, and so... Whatever becomes very dangerous and it destroys the family unit, which the government that instituted this teaching likes. Because when the family unit is destroyed, the family has to come running to the government for help. Mm-hmm. And so all these doctrines start to reciprocate uh, upon each other. So then you have um, the child now believes in a social lifestyle that will get them in trouble, that will make them need the government. And then they also believe that the government is the savior of the earth because the earth is going to fall apart unless we do something and we need the government's help. So by the time they are voting age, they are ripe and ready to vote from a liberal ideology. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm just enjoying listening to this. You know, it's it's like a, a history lesson for me. Ruben, did you want to ask anything or... Oh, I agree. I, um, I, I've enjoyed, Matt, I've enjoyed listening to you um, during that conversation, and uh, I, have, um, I, I, I would like to make some comments on some things you, you mentioned. Uh, global warming, or as I call it, global warming scam, um, or climate change, which they make the adjustment because it was getting kind of embarrassing for, for, for the globalists the individuals that are trying to push carbon trading, which is the ultimate goal, you know, on the people. And that's the reason they're pushing, well, you know, humans are, are the ones who are basically creating this um, because their target is not really the people or the health or the safety of the people. It's basically a global tax. That's the ultimate goal. That's number one. Number two, common core. Yeah. Common core. Common core. Uh People have to realize that there's a, a, a an interesting relationship between the the, the people who are who are behind this behind Tom, uh, Obama Corps, which is basically Bill and Melinda Gates, the Gates Foundation, and, the, and their cozy relationship with the Department of Education and Arnie Duncan, and how they're pushing, you know, basically taking uh, uh, control away from uh, state control or local control to centralizing the control in Washington. That's that's basically one of the, the goals of Obama Court. You know, yes, away from the parents, Ruben. Exactly. Eliminating, isolating and eliminating the parents. Number three, it's basically another objective of Common Core is dumbing down uh, the, the younger generation, basically, so they don't really have the tools to fight Socialism or, or liberalism, you know, that's basically part of the objectives, and there's more. 
But those are, in my opinion, things that need to be looked at. And the relationship, too. Pearson Publishing Company. Pearson Publishing. Remember that name. They have a very mm-hmm. close relationship with, with Bill Gates. They produce all the texts, the books. They're into uh, also. They're also handling the standardizing test, uh, testing, Common Core. So it boils mm-hmm. down to money. It doesn't boil down to uh, into improving the education of uh, of our the future generation of this country. Basically, it's control and eliminating that privacy from a young age, both for students and teachers. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the thing is that um, what I've seen with Common Core is anything that educates us to be independent seems to get knocked out of the way. Uh, For instance, you know, they want all the kids to be on their smartphones and their smart templates and all this kind of stuff and all these smart computers. But, you know, they never teach the kids electronics and they never teach them uh, enough computer technology to actually fix these things when they get broke. And, you know, so what happens? It, it means that they're teaching them to be enslaved to the technology market, just as you said, was run by Bill and Melinda Gates. And, and that is core to what we call fascist philosophy. Fascist philosophy has the merchant class uh, working with the government to create socialism. And so basically... Um, that's what you see going on there is that you see uh, the companies and stuff working together to help create this uh, socialistic, uh, you know, what we know as a nightmare. And it's been going on, uh, you know, you can trace it back and trace it back. I mean, uh, the secular world actually started with the Renaissance in the 1500s, but it's just... Different people at different times getting a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further along. And good people have gotten away from that, but now, you know, things are getting closer to the end. Now, one thing that I suggest people do is that we, you know, start, you know, being intellectually independent. And, you know, some of these ideas that they've taught us, do not make sense as far as science goes. Now, Olam's Law, which I talked about earlier, which is no longer taught, even though it is still scientific law, teaches that when you heat gas, when you heat gas, the volume will expand. Now, for some reason, they decided not to teach that, but you know what? Um, That actually contradicts the Big Bang Theory because the Big Bang Theory has to explain the universes and the stars and the galaxies. Well, the problem is is that the stars, they tell us that the stars are created from these giant uh, space clouds. And these giant space clouds, they say, well, there was gravity with the cloud. Uh But there was gravity with these super cold clouds that were like negative 300 degrees Celsius. And that somehow these clouds gathered together so much that they created fusion. But fusion would make heat. Stars are hot. So if gas was getting hot, what would it do according to Olam's Law? It would expand. So how are you going to make any star, much less 
billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of stars. They, there's a right. lot of these things which, um, that theory particularly, the Big Bang Theory was created by a Jesuit priest named John Paul Lemaitre in the 1800s. So, you know, they're going to talk about how this is the next generation. This is so new. All right, but actually, right. Old um, yeah, but, Go ahead. Uh, Matt, we have a caller. I want to ask you a question. Caller 480, sure. you're live on the air. Hey, Doreen, how you doing? Uh, hi, how are you? Hey, hey Matt, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how's it going? This is David. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, um, uh-huh. the thing about Common Core, you're right about Bill Gates, but in the 80s, it was Republican Republican Governance Association that unanimously opened the door for it. Uh, we're talking Jeb Bush, uh, George W. Bush, people like that. Um, uh, they unanimously they they pretty much gave Common Core a blank check. That the, the the concept of the the, the of Common Core was they were supported, but they gave them a blank check to come up with come up with something is this uh, common core is what they came up with so yeah, I, I in a lot of ways a lot of ways uh uh sure liberals are, are supported but it was the republican party that opened the door for it in the 80s well and here's the thing okay the republican party has done many great things over the centuries but um around the 1940s the republican party uh, really started getting polluted with people who were, they were rich and secular and uh, basically kind of leaned towards fascist ideas. Uh, some of these business people funded, uh, you know, Hitler and World War II and all that kind of great stuff. But basically this liberal wing uh, within the rich classes uh, infected the Republican Party and well, every now and again, they rule. Every now and again, they poke out a little bit, and they kind of try to, you know, they they operate things from a very leftist perspective. And so, Republican does not a hundred percent always equal conservative, even well, though most Republicans are. Well, today the problem you have a, a, a Republican Party that's pre-Reagan and post-Reagan. Uh, the pre-Reagan, you're right, Matt. The pre-Reagan, the pre-Reagan Republican Party was a business uh, uh, more secular. But when Reagan came in, and brought the, uh, the 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 Reagan Democrats. That's where the social conservatives yeah. got more involved yeah. with the Republican Party, Definitely. and that's why you have a battle like you have today. I mean, uh, you yeah. have. I'm, I'm I'm on the Reagan. I got into politics with with Reagan. You know, and uh, that's why there's there's a we always have the same clash. You know, I, I call it actually the um, the uh, uh, so right now like we're, we're, we're the the primary that's going on. You you have uh, 19 candidates, but you have one group that is on one with the the so-called establishment Republicans, and then you have the the the, the Rand Pauls. Uh, Ted Cruz, people like that, or even Scott Walker, or the the new kind of like me, either the forties, forties, forties and over, that they, they tend to go, go along with that group. So, and um, 
But uh, you, the Common Core, I mean, what's going on right now is you, every state has a battle going on, and some states are letting people opt out on it. Uh, and uh, like you have certain, like in Ohio case, it supports it, but you have legisl- you have legislative um, bills coming up that are, are against it. You have uh, there's a it's a big battle. This is going to be the first election that it's going to be talked about. You know, uh, so yeah, uh, that will be a that will be a that will be a um, big issue with the, the yeah, uh, Republican primary. And, yeah, and I know uh, Governor Christie here actually supported Common Core, and yeah. um, uh, is his I don't know did he throw his hat in the ring? Or he started he to wave on. He tried to wave on it. Definitely. Um, the problem is, that, like I said, the problem is the Republican Party. Governors in the 80s gave a unwritten check for Common Core, and what you have now is more maybe the younger governors like Scott Walker, people like that, who are more uh, are more against it. Um, in certain states, um, like I'm, I'm following, I, I have a on Common Core uh, on Facebook. I cover all the states what's going on with it. And uh, Common Core, um, even last year, I, uh, you know, Wendy Day, that was one of her main issues. She was running for state rep, representative in Michigan, and Common Core was the, her, her, one of her main issues. So, and uh, yeah, you, you're going to see say, that. Um, yeah, that. I would say here in New Jersey, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would say give it two, two, maybe three years at the most, because I will tell you, and for me being a teacher, uh, I have a lot of teacher friends who are complaining about it big time mm-hmm. because uh, because the teachers are compelled to teach to the standards, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how they're evaluated. And let me ask you this. Suppose, uh, and, you know, maybe Matt or somebody can answer this. If you're a teacher in an inner city and, you know, you, you are expected to teach to these standards and mm-hmm. – um, and now, and now, supposing you have, you, you know, you get a special ed kid, you know, and a lot of those kids come with issues. Your first primary goal as a teacher is to work on behavior modification rather than, right. you know, That's these, true. these goals. Okay. And so, you know, so coming from a teacher perspective, um, you know, these common core standards would not fit for this kid. Or kids like that. No child left behind is something that's kind of opened the door for that. I mean, teachers yeah. teach, you know, more than te- teaching the subject, too. So, uh, but um, th- there's a lot of there's a, every state has. I mean, every state has. Um, Democrats are against it. Republicans are against it. It's 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 a it's a weird fight. You have strange bedfellows. Yeah, here here in Jersey, uh, I would give it maybe three years at the most. But you know, of course, the the problem is is that there's funding attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, there and, is. There's um, money. That's part now, of the problem. There's money. There's money mm-hmm. from the federal government that comes with it. That's why some states yeah, are reluctant yeah. to keep it or get rid of it. It's difficult. It's difficult to get rid of it because now right. the districts have adopted to the funding, 
Right. Exactly. Okay, they might have even used it for elsewhere. You know, but the, and, but and the, the problem other thing, there, there is, there is a, a, yeah. there's a ground there's, Oh, God, sorry. Then we'll get Ruben in there, too. I know Ruben's just listening to this. But one other point um, that we didn't bring up yet is, um, I want to bring this up, is how how does this affect the homeschoolers? Does anybody uh, know they have, to, they, have, they have to teach ahead, Matt, toward... Or David, go ahead. Well, they have go to uh, go by the same... It, and how, you know, the homeschooling, they have to go by the same standards um, that the, the state requires. So uh, that's, a, that's a battle. That's a clash. And, you know, there's about uh, 20 states that have got, don't have it. Um, and then there's there's a, several states are trying to get rid of it, and then there's states that are uh, giving uh, parents an option to opt for their 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 kids to opt out on it too. That's in New York. That's a, there's a there's an opt out. Uh, I think New Jersey they they do that a little bit too. I've heard that that's going on. Um, one of the yeah, one of the reasons why parents homeschool. Is to for them the ability to, um, you know, educate their kids as they see fit. Oh, I agree. For their I agree. kids, you know, and you know, and here you are now having to do these state standards mm-hmm. that invites the state into your into your life again. This you know, is, this and, is almost kind of like um, if you remember back in when we were in school, they they tried to. Teach a metric system on us. They also tried to. Uh, they started coming out with uh, evolution, you know, as a theory, you know, uh, back in the day. I mean, I, I was in junior high school. I was in ninth grade, and um, uh, I guess I, I was. I got suspended for three days because I put a note on my paper, my test. I did well. I, I passed the test, but I said I do not believe. This and I will never believe this. I will take I take the test to show you I know understand the subject, but this just send me for three days. So, <laughs> well, Ruben, well, uh, I know you're quiet for a while. Let's get you in a little bit. Go ahead. Well, the difference, the difference, uh, David, uh, Matt, Doreen, is that today uh, things are changing drastically fast uh, and quick. Um, the, the, the federal government, uh, headed by Obama and, and the administration, I mean, they're trying to basically centralize everything. For the first yes. time in my life, yes, that's for true. That's true. Life, yeah, for the first time in my life, I feel that we're heading totally in the wrong direction. Uh, we're going to, exactly. we're going to yep. in a very destructive way. Uh, and, 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 and Common Core is basically just a, preparing the, the future generation to be under the control of the federal government. They're basically... Like uh, a robot. As a robot, exactly. yeah. yeah. So, so I, I know you made the point that, you know, when we were in high school, in grammar school, they, you know, they did certain uh, certain things that could be similar to Common Core, or, but in, in, in that time, I, I had never, I never felt that there, that the country was... Was basically going in in the wrong direction, like I like I do today. Well, one thing I want to like talk about yeah, is yeah. the fact that when we start talking about what happened then versus what happened now, is that what happened then was a builder to what's happening now, and that is the fact that uh, 
they want to take over every corridor. And the reason why I'm hitting the point on evolution right now is because it's no longer being taught on a theory level. It's exactly. being taught yeah. on a religion level. Um, now, it actually was part of a religion um, starting out off early in our country. We call it humanism, okay? And so when we use the word atheism, that messes things up. They like to not be identified. So that you might hear the word atheist instead. Exactly. Because atheist is a philosophical word, not a religious word. But, um, you know, the, the John Dewey, the father of the American public school system um, in the 20th century, he was a co-signer of the Humanist Manifesto. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of his stuff that they started pushing and they used the Scopes trial to really trampoline their idea, ideology and, and push it through the school system – um, it's no longer, um, you know, being causal theory. They say it's a fact, and that's irrational. And the reason why I say it's irrational is because if you say that we evolved from apes, which apes did we evolve from? Okay, because if it was a fact, then you would have a record. You know, they don't have facts. They have ideas that they then push and put theories and put math on and say, well, this is a scenario of what the world is like. Well, that's religion. Religion is your scenario of what the world is like with not only what you know, but what you don't know. And the the reason that they're doing that is that key to not only secularism, but going back to Marxism. You know, the government has to take control of everything. So if we start pointing out and giving proof that what they're teaching as far as their science standards is actually religion, then we have something that we can sue about because mm-hmm. that's going against our religious liberties. Mm-hmm. And we have to make this point concrete. And that, that's the thing. We, we've touched on it a little bit over time, and you can see it where they promote fraudulent evidence, evidence that was debunked decades, and they still put it in their textbooks, like Piltdown Man. I learned about Piltdown Man in my science textbook at sixth grade, 1991, 40 years after it was shown to be a orangutan jaw wired onto a human skull cap. I mean, that's fraud. You know, a, a copper wiring connecting a human skull cap onto an orangutan jaw being taught as fact 40 years later in the public school system. And I just had that assumption, and the school system let me keep that assumption until I was about 19 years old and out of high school. Wow. It, it's it's that stuff that we need to kind of hit on. Um, yeah. Is it okay if I bring up um, my uh, alternate idea to the Big Bang Theory? Would that be okay? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to summarize it because it, when you talk about everything, that's a large subject, okay? So what it is is I call it the New Year's Cosmology Hypothesis, and you can check that out on Facebook, and there's some articles in the about section and stuff that you can go through the reading on. It takes it takes a while, but it's really neat. Uh, the basic three premises, because, you know, it's like the overarching scientific ideas. There's three overarching scientific ideas that I go with. Uh, the first one is that um, the idea of dark matter never was discovered, so we get rid of dark matter. And we find that 99% of the universe that we actually observe and see 
is made of plasma. Plasma is uh, a very highly electric type of gas state, and all this electricity is electromagnetic in nature. And so when I look at the universe, I think about the force of magnetic power being what's moving some of these stars and planets and uh, asteroids and comets being more effective than the usual gravity. Uh, the second principle is um, geocentrism or the idea that the universe is in this rotation. And all these galaxies are spinning around us. And um, they found that. They found that the galaxies are spinning around the Milky Way and um, that there is a, uh, they, they've got shells of galaxies that they've found through their different um, Sloan scale and, and, and the Planck scale and things like that. And um, different things that make the Earth and our place in the universe unique to the rest of the universe. And instead of thinking of the universe as expanding, I think of the universe as spinning. And the third principle is um, the idea of catastrophism, that there are uh, massive things that had gone wrong in our universe. There was a massive event that caused the universal catastrophe, and that universal catastrophe ended up being the ignition of what we see in the Bible and what every ancient culture records as a worldwide global flood. And so instead of guessing that, you know, some of these things that stack up on each other are signs of age, I say they're signs of destruction. And so those three are the big principles, but it's something that you would definitely want to check out the um, on Facebook, New Year's Cosmology Hypothesis, to really get the full scale. It, 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 it takes a lot of reading. But uh, essentially, there are other ideas out there that the public school system is not letting people know about, other alternative explanations than just Big Bang and evolution. It's just that's not where the money is. And that's, no, that's right. what you're going to think. Right. Um, well, you, do you want to ask? Yeah. Well, you know, the well, thing is with, the thing is okay. with uh, Common Core... Uh, big Bang, all this is all tied together. It, it, like you said, right. like like Ruben said, I mean, they want to centralize everything. I mean, that's and it, it, they're tying this in together. They're taking uh, God out of everything to the point where the uh, science is the God. You know, so. Um, so now, where do we go from here? Matt, um, is with this thing in our system, you know, uh, I think that, uh, what's it going to take for the American public to recognize this and do something about it, I guess is the word. I think that we need to educate the public and I need to, I think the public needs to kind of, uh, do a reverse 1960. Uh, obviously the big difference between us is that we want to restore order instead of destroy it, but we need to start protesting, and we need our kids to start protesting. And basically, uh, the big deal is that we need the government to be worried about pleasing us instead of being worried about pleasing the wicked. Yeah, that is the biggest thing, is that they are scared, just like what you saw over in Indiana. All of that was an example of mafia intimidation 
perpetrated not only by the leftists and not only by leftist corporations, but perpetrated by the media. People need to start protesting the media. We need to start going to news stations and ticketing news stations. We need to start, you know, kind of saying, hey, we know what you're doing. We know what's in the closet. And we are, you know, standing against you. And we will start reporting on you. That is what we have to do. That's what the alternative media has to do is, you know, to basically start uh, turning their whole system upside down just like they did to ours. And you start from the bottom and you work your way up. And um, it takes a lot of fearlessness because uh, we've got this whole mentality that they've taught us to just be at peace with everything going on, just be at peace with everything going on, or do this because so-and-so is scary. And we need to go up to them, and we need to say, you do this because we're scarier. We're, we have right. an authority that's greater than you, and it's not going to stop. You know, and right. that, or, or they use the tactic. That, that, right, right. It's going to raise the card at you. You know, one of the problems so, uh, yeah, okay, is... David, one more question, then we'll, we'll go ahead. Hey, David, ask. Uh, one, David, one David of, okay. The, one of the problems, Matt is totally right, one of the problems is conservatives or more or less, we are so split up into various groups where the people we're dealing with, it's like a centralized force that we're dealing with, and we need to somehow pull people together because we... Yeah, our conservatives are more interested in certain issues instead of uh, pulling together and working together on things. Uh, the Republican Party, for example, they, 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 in this primary, they had the possibility of doing what they need to do, but they will get split up into various groups. You know, somehow we we need to get our side to, to group together and do the things that Matt's talking about. Indiana was a was a joke. I mean, the bill that was passed had nothing to do with uh, t- uh, taking rights away from uh, gays. So, right. Um, and Ruben, do you want to? Well, well. Well, basically, again. Okay, again. David, we're, we're running out of time. Uh, Ruben, yeah, did you me, want to ask a question? Yeah, just just real yeah. quick. Everything o- Obamacare was not about health; it was about control. Obamacare is not about education; it's about control. So you got to look at it this yeah. way: they want to control everything, and until people realize that that's the ultimate goal, that's the end game. You know, we're not going to get far unless we basically put that message out there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, um, folks, we are uh, out of time here. Matt, you, um, Matt Singleton is the host of KGR Radio. Um, it's Kentucky Grassroots Radio. Um, and if you go to, in your browser, Kentucky Grassroots Radio at blogtalkradio.com, you come up with the link, right, Matt? Um, yeah, also the best place for all my stuff is called BibleSmack.net, B-I-B-L-E-S-M-A-C-K.net. That'll link you everything I do. I okay. I love Kentucky. Okay. I love Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky. Paducah, Paducah, <laughs> Paducah um, Frankfurt, okay. and Lexington. Uh, 
And, guys, I'd like to thank you for listening to us tonight. And please go to studentsforbetterfuture.com to make a donation. And don't forget about Thursday's event, King University. Uh, that's at the Little Theater. Um, and so next week, folks, we will see you then.